Good morning and welcome to episode three of the Green and Strong podcast. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, I'm going to cover the topic of everyone's favorite macronutrient, protein, and protein in relation to a plant-based diet. Athletes and casual gym goers are obsessed with protein. I'm sure everyone has seen those massive protein shakes, either on TV or guys walking out of the gym, downing their special high-protein drink. Before we get into that, I just want to briefly mention a book that I spoke about previously on episode number two. It's a book called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. This book is mind-blowing and it has definitely reinforced my belief that a whole food plant-based diet is the way forward for myself. So I have a challenge um, so anyone who is interested in moving towards a plant-based diet or even anyone who is a skeptic of a plant-based diet then what I would like you to do is just read the first chapter of this book I don't want you to read the whole thing just read the first chapter and let me know what you think there's also one more thing I want to mention before we get into today's topic and that is I had someone come to me and say, Colm, what gives you the right to talk about fitness and talk about diet? And you know what? I can see where they're coming from. I'm not a a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a personal trainer. This is just something which I have a passion for. But the great thing about this podcast is that it gives me a platform to share my opinion whether those opinions be right or wrong. I'm the first person to admit that I have a lot more knowledge to gain about this subject, which I feel is a great position to be in. And this is how I look at it. If I believe that I know everything there is to know about this subject, then I won't be open to new ideas or conflicting opinions. However, if I believe that, say I know 1%, about fitness and eating a whole food plant-based diet, then I'm going to be open to learning new ideas. Anyway, so let's get into talking about protein and a plant-based diet. I believe that as a society, we have been misled into believing that dairy and animal products are the sole source of protein. And that as an athlete, consuming no animal protein seem to be ridiculous. I feel this has been done through very clever marketing and ad campaigns. So let's look exactly at what protein is and why it is so important for building and repairing muscle as well as other bodily functions. So proteins are made up of something called amino acids and there are 20 amino acids in total. 11 of these amino acids can be synthesized naturally in our own bodies and that leaves nine amino acids which we require from our food and these remaining nine are called essential amino acids. These nine essential amino acids are found both in the animal and plant kingdom. The plants synthesize the amino acids and then the animals eat the plants. So if you're eating a well-rounded variety of plant-based foods, 
they're high in essential amino acids. It's basically impossible for your body to be deficient in protein synthesis. And therefore, you can maintain tissue growth and tissue repair. So now that it's been established that you don't need to eat animal products in order to consume the essential amino acids, let's now go on to talk about the, am the amount of protein we need to consume. So the RDA, or the recommended daily allowance, is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. The World Health Organization recommend that we only consume 5 to 10% of calories as protein. This works out roughly for the average adult, somewhere between 50 and 60 grams of protein per day. So if we then go on to work out what that means for me, if I put my body weight into the RTA guidelines, you get 65 kilograms times 0.8 which gives you 52 grams of protein per day. So it then could be argued that for an athlete who's training, you know, say five, six times per week, they're going to require even a higher amount of protein. Say, for example, if we increase the RDA guidelines by 50%, that would give us 1.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. I also just want to mention that there's been no uh, there's been no clinical studies which have found that increasing this amount will deliver any results. But for to for toxic, let's let's try and work it out. So for myself, that would work out as sixty five times one point two, which is seventy eight grams per day. Seventy eight grams is very easily achievable on a whole food plant based diet with the right mix of lentils, nut butter, beans, rice, and some spinach. I was actually reading an article published by The Guardian in which Thomas Sand, who, who is a professor of nutrition and dietetics at King's College London, he makes two interesting points in regard to protein consumption. The first is that there's no relationship between extra protein in the diet above the recommended daily allowance and increased muscle mass which is essentially what i was speaking about earlier the second is that when we consume this extra protein our bodies just simply break it down into ammonia and urea and then just excrete it but this excessive urea is actually quite dangerous to the body as it puts an extra strain on our kidneys. As we get older, this extra strain on our kidneys can lead to chronic kidney disease, which is where our kidneys begin to fail and can no longer efficiently filter our blood. Chronic kidney disease is actually rising exponentially in cultures which have a typical Western diet containing high amounts of protein from animal sources. Dr. Sanders also goes on to say that chronic kidney disease is linked to cardiovascular problems such as heart failure and heart disease, the biggest killer in Western society. I believe that this hype around protein and making sure you're eating and making sure you're consuming protein, whether it be from meat, dairy, or those very clever 
uh, marketed protein shake ads. It's just a way to make a lot of money. I just read that the, pro the whey protein industry is now worth 6.9 billion pounds. Think how much do they spend on advertising to make sure you're buying their products. And I used to be one of those, I used to be one of those guys. I used to be, I remember going online and buying those five kilogram bags of whey protein and drinking those awful shakes after workouts. And did it make a difference? I don't think it did. I've actually seen more results in terms of strength and how I look in the past six weeks than ever before. And this is why consuming protein from a whole food plant-based diet. So finally, I want to go through some plant-based foods which are high in protein. I have to give an honorary mention to spirulina. Uh, spirulina is the highest natural protein source on earth. Spirulina is a freshwater algae phytonutrient which you can buy in any supermarket or health food store. It comes in at a massive 60 to 65% protein. I usually just throw a teaspoon on my morning smoothie to my morning smoothie. So some other foods which are worth a mention. Lentils come in at 17%, black beans 15%, chick chickpeas 14%, Mung beans, 13%, kidney beans, 13%, pinto beans, 12%, quinoa, 11%, peanut butter, 8%, almonds, 8%, spinach, 5%, and broccoli, 4%. So one final thought before I wrap up this podcast. If you look at the strongest animals on, the, on earth, the elephant, the rhino, the hippo, and the gorilla, what do they all have in common? They're all herbivores. They all get their protein from plants. So hope you've enjoyed this episode and can hopefully take some something away from it. Thanks for listening.